0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be here for the Sienna podcast today with a very special guest. Today, I'm joined by our college captains for 2021, Chloe and Harriet. It's lovely to see you both. Thank you and welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And we're also joined this morning by our immediate past captain of Cassia House, (laughs) but also the College Ducks of 2020, Eleanor Cruz. Welcome to you, Eleanor. Thank you so much. And congratulations. We've just come out immediately just now from the awards ceremony. It was wonderful to hear Eleanor address us. And thank you very much for your great words of wisdom, but also your acknowledgement uh, of the gift of a Sienna education. So congratulations and thank you, Eleanor. Oh,
1: thank you so much. I'm glad that uh, the speech hit home for everyone. You know, I was trying to strike a good balance. <laughs> Having um, been through that assembly five times or six times
0: before, yes. um, I was trying
1: to find something new and a few good old 2020
0: jokes thrown in there. Absolutely, and you did very, very well. What we'd like to do today with you, Eleanor, is to explore a little bit more about your experience of being a year 12 student um, and a student of excellence at Siena and what that means for you. To aid us in our discussion today, uh, Chloe and Harriet have prepared some questions, so they'd like to quiz you, Eleanor, <laughs> <laughs> about, <laughs> about some of the, the, the finer points, um, and we hope that uh, that everyone who's listening into our podcast today will be able to resonate and learn a little bit more um, from Eleanor, so thank you for that, ladies. Just as we get underway, Eleanor, a um, Question without notice, perhaps for you, just around as you think about looking back on on year 12, did you set yourself a goal? And if so, what was your goal as you began year 12?
1: Uh, Well, I suppose my overarching goal was to finish year 12 satisfied. Mm. I'm someone who's quite prone to regret or frustrated hindsight. (laughs) So uh, year 12 obviously being something you can't exactly do over. I wanted to finish without any like, if only I had or like, I really wish I could do this again types Mm. of thoughts. And then, of course, I had like individual subject specific goals. Um, And while I didn't have a particular ATAR number, as I know a lot of people do, I had a range that I knew if I got within that range, I would be happy.
0: Fantastic. A great message right from the beginning there about making mm. sure that you've got no regrets yes. um, yeah. and, and having a, a bit of a span of uh, where you'd like to set yourself as an overarching goal. So thanks, Eleanor, for that. I'm going to hand over now to Chloe and Harriet to ask Thank a couple you. of further questions. Thanks, yeah. girls.
2: So continuing on sort of the theme of goals, we just wanted to ask you what sort of advice you'd like to give to this year's students, any students that they could follow in order to achieve their own goals. Sure. I think uh, the first
1: thing with goal setting is to recognize that while you may be working towards your goal every day, achieving your goal isn't this like upward linear streak. You know, it, it, There are ups and downs, and there will be days where even though you've been doing work and you feel like you should be moving forward, you may finish the day feeling like you've actually moved backwards. And what I have found to be really important in these situations is not to be too hard on yourself, when these moments happen, when things don't go your own way, because I did that. So let me save you the trouble Mm -hmm. (laughs) and tell you that being the one beating yourself up when you're down is it's incredibly demotivating. Mm -hmm. And it, it incites this temptation to just give up or pick a goal that's so stupidly easy that it's not even a goal because you know you'll achieve it anyways. So being lenient with yourself where it's necessary Mm -hmm. uh, and just giving yourself space to breathe is a really important aspect of achieving your goals. But on a less philosophical note, (laughs) if you are someone who works towards a goal, I would say pick a study strategy that works for you and run with it. Very early on, I realized that I learned by reading and writing. So like diagrams and mind maps didn't really help me. Uh, You could be the exact opposite, but just Find your strategy and stick with it, what works for you. Hmm. Also, study as opposed to homework is not only for the October-November period of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote my notes for chemistry, for example, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: the entire year like I was spelling it out to a beginner, the way I would write my study notes, so that by the end of the year, uh, when I'd forgotten things I'd done in term one, I had it all laid out for me step by step like I was an eight-year-old. Uh, And I was very glad I didn't have to write those notes then. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. definitely. Mm.
3: Um, This is kind of jumping back into the struggles of 2020 and lockdown. But what would you say was one of your biggest struggles? And how did you overcome that?
1: Uh, My biggest issue with lockdown was probably the sheer monotony of it Mm, I think like a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) you know a lot of people uh, rely on like tangible markers throughout the day like for me it's before school then bus ride then school recess lunch bus Mm -hmm. after school (laughs) and you know they're just kind of markers they show you what you've done where you're going Mm. mentally kind of keep you grounded and on track So for someone like me who was also spending like had a lot of lunchtime meetings on Zoom or Teams, um, (laughs) spending literally hours at your desk, um, losing track of those markers was, again, quite demotivating. Mm -hmm. Um, So that made it difficult to keep engaged with school, especially as school became more and more abstract um, Mm -hmm. because you're quite distanced from it. So I overcame this by coming up with a few like lockdown resolutions. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the first one was that whenever I would ordinarily have been on the school bus, I would walk or run or whatever. So yeah. that I, st- I could simulate transit mm-hmm. time yeah. and also yeah. exercise. And that kind of helped segment my day uh, as I needed it to be. Another one was to like, take lunchtime meetings outside, mm-hmm. uh, something small like that. And then to refresh my space. So, like, on my desk, I have a corner, which is always my display corner. Yeah. And I tried to change up what was there, like, on a weekly basis, like fresh yeah. flowers or a photo or a souvenir from travel, just so that there was – nothing was stagnant. Change. Something was always yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. So, staying in 2020, our next question. Uh, so, who or what was your main support system during VCE last year? Well, last year
1: being what it was, of course, I my family – Uh, would be my most immediate support system, them being there to witness the entire process. (laughs) But, uh, of course, uh, friends are a huge part of your system because they're going through exactly the same thing. Uh, They're probably slightly more useful if you want to have a joint venting session, (laughs) which can be very (laughs) cathartic. And also teachers. For me... If I was stressed or overwhelmed, it was usually because of some school-related mm. thing. So the easiest way to de-stress and to deal with it was to approach the teacher and just fix the issue. Mm. So mm. in that way, teachers are also very much your support group.
3: Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I think we'll be definitely um, annoying a few teachers this year. <laughs> <laughs> take a of those Yes. 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 Um, so despite not physically being at school for the majority of the year, what do you think your favourite bit of sienna
1: was for year 12 Mm, that's a very difficult question Mm, i think it was probably at the end of term two when everyone came back to campus all the year 12s Mm -hmm. were back and you could just feel how happy everyone was to Mm. be back appreciative there wasn't a particular event or moment or anything like that but you could just walk around and see people enjoying being in the common room or even studying in the private study room, because it's so different to being at home. Mm. Uh, Yeah, people just really liked it. And it was cool to see everyone appreciate school.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) it's true. Mm. Uh, So year 12, vc it's a big year. So how did you manage to find a balance between your school life and your social life and any other commitments that you had?
1: I have to be honest, I probably didn't find a 50-50 balance. yeah. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I would be lying if I sat here and said that I was just as involved socially as academically. Mm-hmm. I, I did prioritize my academic
2: mm-hmm.
1: life, I suppose, but I do work a part time job. So I think it's important to basically just block those times out of the week, which of course everyone does, but really to just pretend that, like, for me it was Saturday mornings. I yep. always work Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, I just pretended that Saturday mornings didn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. way I would never rely <laughs> on <laughs> having 17. time then. Yeah. Uh, something like that. And also sort of on that note of keeping a balance, it's important to try to strike that balance. Even if you don't yeah. reach a 50-50, trying is good because if you give up everything else in your life around school, you'll start to resent the school and the study for it, for mm. making you give up everything else so of course that means that you're not going to like school and then you won't study and then the whole point just collapses so it's important to try to keep some balance something to offset uh your academic life yeah
3: Mm -hmm. very interesting um so during the year did you have any particular like exam tips and tricks that you'd use like for sacks or um, you know, any techniques and then did you continue to use those for the end of your exams or did you switch it up a little bit?
1: Uh, no, like I said, I pretty much, I found very early on, like even in your nine or 10, because I was doing a one, two in your 10, Mm -hmm. I found my, the strategies that worked for me quite early on and I've been kind of refining them since then. So I use them throughout the whole year. Yeah. Like I said, for me, that was uh, doing a lot of writing and paraphrasing of textbooks, of yeah. d- what teachers were saying. Mm-hmm. And then if I could, at the end of the topic or the unit, writing like one giant summary.
2: Yeah,
1: um, That was particularly helpful, uh, for example, in methods. Mm-hmm. Because then yeah. at the end of the year, I had all my notes for my bound reference already. Yes. Yes. I didn't need to do this big crush to yeah. write an entire <laughs> bound <laughs> yes. reference. Uh. Or for English, because you study, uh, for example, Pride and Prejudice, you do um, at the beginning of the year, and then you have to come back to the exam at the end and know the novel in just as much detail as as you did did in in April. right? So that was quite helpful. My biggest tip would be to... uh, be nice to your future self, prep for your future self (laughs) because you don't want to get to October, November and be cursing your previous self. So I suppose having that long term vision and thinking ahead is my biggest piece of advice. Mm.
2: Yeah. And so you are our ducks for 2020. So how did it feel when you found that out? It was really crazy. (laughs)
1: Uh, I'd been waking up at 7 a.m. for two weeks before that Wednesday, the 30th, just out of like preemptive stress. (laughs) Yeah. So I was fully expecting to wake up at 7 on the Wednesday, and I didn't. I woke up really late, and I was completely disoriented. (laughs) Um, And then I saw, when you log in, the first thing you see is in your ATAR, it's actually your subjects Mm -hmm. and your study scores. So I saw those, and I had mixed reactions, because I wasn't actually happy with some of them, and I was stressed about my ATAR, and then I saw my ATAR, and I was happy. Happy. So I was uh, yeah. going through this. I was really riding vibe. this roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. The way you find out that you're the ducks is that Mrs. Hanny here calls you. Ah, <laughs> so in, okay. the the, in the middle of this, in the middle of this really bumpy ride, it's like Elizabeth Hanney is calling you. It's like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Better pick um, that one up. <laughs>
1: yes. I actually didn't suspect anything. Uh, I no. thought maybe you were calling, um, like, everyone who achieved above a 98 or oh, something like that. Right, because the school, right. you know, has been extra nice because of the circumstances <laughs> last year. <laughs> so it wasn't a far reach to my logic. Oh. So, yeah, I was completely blindsided. But you got straight to the point. <laughs> and, uh, I think I was um, quite underwhelming on the phone call, actually. I was trying very hard to keep it together. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then I hung up and completely freaked out. Oh, I (laughs) did get a bit of a sense of a whole lot of emotions going on in your household that morning, so... Very good. Well, look, thank you so much, Eleanor, and thank you, Chloe and Harriet. I could see Chloe and Harriet almost wanting to, to bottle all the words that you were saying of that, that fantastic <laughs> advice, and I yes, know that um, I know that Chloe and Harriet and, and all of the Year 12 girls in particular will be really interested to, to listen mm-hmm. and to perhaps play back yeah. the podcast because there was so much of what you shared, Eleanor, um, of your own wisdom of that year. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. Before we do close, though, I guess we'd like to hear a little bit of the, the where to for you now? Uh, Well, I'm at Melbourne
1: Uni and on Monday I'll be starting a Bachelor of Arts. I'm taking writing, history, philosophy and linguistics intercultural communication. I'm also taking an Associate Diploma of Languages, Mm. which will be quite interesting. So from here, We just continue with the degree, uh, see what (laughs) happens. (laughs) As uh, the saying goes, Bachelor of Arts isn't necessarily going to lead directly into a job. So Mm -hmm. there's a possibility for another degree afterwards, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe some work placement. I'm not really sure. Keeping my options open yeah. at the moment. Mm, yeah, with,
0: with a wonderful blend of yeah. courses. Yeah. And yeah, yes, yes, that definitely. is to really yeah. enable that, which is really really fantastic here. And I have a sense that um, we won't hear or see the last of you. No. <laughs> I Um, hope not. There's very much a sense that um, there's great things on the horizon for you, Eleanor, and we wish you every blessing as you do move into your next chapter and very much hope that you will return to Siena. So appreciative of the fact that on this busy day, you've also been so willing to to add another 30 minutes onto your time today to engage (laughs) with this podcast. So thank you. Thanks very much, much. Eleanor. It's no problem at all. I hope it is helpful for everyone listening. (laughs) Enjoy the University of Melbourne. Thank you. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Chloe and Harriet.